afternoon, Raleigh, North Carolina. This is Packers Live Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. And we're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM, Raleigh. Oh, yeah, that pause just does it for me every time in the middle of that song. Benjamin Denton. John Hinton. We are absolutely stoked, ecstatic to be coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with all of NC State sports. John, how's it hanging? It's going pretty good, Benjamin. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I am very, very excited to be back on air and talk about the Wolfpack sports. I almost said latest and greatest again, but I've already said that. Yeah. <laughs> What's on the docket for today's show? Well, the Final Four is coming up on Saturday, so we're definitely going to discuss that. We're going to talk some women's basketball, mm-hmm. but baseball season's just getting started yes. for the MLB, but it's been going for college. We're going to talk some Wolfpack baseball, Wolfpack softball as well, men's and women's tennis, men's and women's golf, and of course, men's swimming and diving championships for NC State. Speaking of the men's swimming and diving NCAA championships, which we had last week, we had that, and NC State made a hashtag statement out there, finishing for the third consecutive year, fourth in the country under coach Braden Holloway, and we had five national champions. Yes, five national champions. If you actually uh, take away the diving part, we would have been second in the swimming. So, like, if you can kind of think about separating those two programs, Mm -hmm. like, just in your mind, we are the second uh, swimming program in the country. Yeah, we had the fourth s- swimming and diving. Second most points in swimming and then the diving. We only had one diver that was able to qualify and we didn't get any points. So, yeah, we. I don't know why the sports are mixed as far as points go. Yeah, I've never figured that out. But, you know, that's the way it is. And as a program, it's kind of like when, um, when you're a football school and you're just like, hey, we couldn't help that our schedule was easy. We just beat the teams we beat. Well, you could schedule better teams. And in this case, it's you got to make sure both of your programs are on yeah. that national level if you want to win a national championship. I guess it's kind of like, uh, hey, we have the best track team in the country, but we didn't win championships because we don't have any good throwers. It's yeah. kind of the same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And but, the dive, diving program yeah. is up and coming, and we're, we have some really good young, play, young divers in the program. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we uh, set the 800 freestyle relay NCAA record, school record, and U.S. Open record, and... That uh, was clocked in at 6 minutes, 5 seconds, .31, a ridiculously fast time. Yeah, we also had one that last year. So that's we had one last year, one title, and this year we have five, and that's one of them. So we defended our mm-hmm. national title set. Our, and I think the U.S. Open record, that is not a world record because the U.S. is the only place that we swim in the short course. Exactly, the yes. 25-yard pool versus the 50 meters. So short course U.S. records are technically world records, yeah. even though the rest of the world is not competing. It's kind of like when you're the, the NFL's the best football. Exactly, yeah, world champions. Yeah, yeah, even though no one else is playing it. So mm-hmm. short course advantages are you get a lot more turns, flip turns on the wall, yes. and it's technically maybe about 12 feet, 10, 12 feet less well, distance. Well, it's in yards except yeah. instead of meters, yeah. so... Uh, usually if you, um, like a rule of thumb is like take 10% off of your time. Mm-hmm. So like, um, we saw Caleb Dressel go, I think what, sub 18. Yeah. He had, he had like 17, a 17.93. Oh yeah. He is 17, six. Yeah. Range, yeah. So like 
that's like a 19-something on long course And that's add that 10% back. He won it by over a second, and I'm sorry we're talking about the Florida swimmer, but if you keep up with swimming at all, this guy has the 10 fastest times in the 50 free, mm-hmm. and he also is winning it. He won it. Like, if Caleb Dressel hadn't have showed up, NC State might have won a national championship. Yes, actually. Because Ryan Held, a lot of uh, Dressel strokes are Held strokes, and Held was behind him in, in the 50 free. Lost by over a second by almost setting a personal but best. everybody did. And yeah. he got second, right? Exactly. Yeah. Ryan Hill mm-hmm. got second, although still finishing a second slower than Caleb Dressel. You're going to see him in the Olympics. And, but anyway, NC State, five national championship. We won the 800 free relay. We won the 400 free relay. And individually, Coleman Stewart won the 100 backstroke. Anton Ibsen went out a winner for the Wolfpack. The senior won the one mile and set uh, several records with his time. And Andreas Vizayas won the 200 butterfly, and I have heard from people that is the least fun thing to swim in swimming. Yeah, the 200 fly is the ultimate test of how much do you hate yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you hate yourself? Okay, yeah, good. You're going to swim the 200 fly. I mean, I don't know. That was always Phelps' event, but it's just the longest of a single stroke that's not freestyle. Like 200 back, 200 breast, 200 butterfly, all of those are terrible. But butterfly is specifically, honestly, one of the hardest to swim a 200. Yeah, and not a lot of yeah. people like to do it. So, anyway, yeah. Zayas got the national championship. He was also on the relay. So, technically, I guess he gets two rings because he was on the 800 relay, and that was the team of Zayas, Ryan Held, Jacob Malasek, and Justin Ress. And we talked about their record of six minutes and 5.31 seconds. Yep. We also set uh, the fastest, or we set a world record in the 400 freestyle relay. Uh, Ryan Held, Justin Russ, Jacob Molisette, Coleman Stewart. Again, world record taken with an asterisk as uh, only Americans practice short course, but still 244.31 in the 400 free relay. Ridiculously fast. Uh, yeah, anchored by our Olympian, Ryan Held. And this was over uh, four or five days. I forgot which. I think it was four days the cham- championships were held, and I think it was the first day. 100 backstroke, Coleman Stewart won the NCAA championship with a time of 44.58. And he's the first individual national champion under Coach Brayden Holloway. And the first person to win an individual national championship in swimming since Cullen Jones did it way really? back in 2006. Wow. That's a long time, 12-year gap. But that's that's just a testament to how amazing this coaching staff is doing here. The program. And this team, yeah, because yeah. we had three individuals this year. We also had uh, some swimmers do really well in the 100 freestyle, even though Caleb Dressel yeah. took that event. He actually went sub 40 seconds, so he won that by over a second, too. He's the um, first person to ever go sub 40. Yeah, so. he went 39.90. Like, so close. But... Ryan Held, he broke the school and ACC record. He finished second with a time of 41.08. Justin Rest finished third, and Jacob Molasek finished fifth, not far behind. So three of the top five swimmers in the 100 freestyle. Yeah. We're clearly a sprinting school, but also, like, we see Anton Ipsen winning the 1650. We're, we're so well-rounded. That's why we're competing for these championships. Yeah, and we're, we have a lot of good swimmers. We're going to lose Held and Ipsen for sure. And yes. I think Vazayas uh, is a junior. He's back. Russ is a junior. Yes. He's back. Yeah, so we're having those two guys back. And Coleman Stewart, I think, is a sophomore. Yeah. Already Col- winning Coleman National Stewart, Jacob Molasek, those guys are on the way up. They got next. Yeah, so that was, again, a, a fantastic year for NC State oh, yeah. swimming and diving. Um, after day one, we were number one, but that was because that was the relay day, and we just kill it on relays. So I thought for a second, as I was keeping up with it, that maybe we could get a national championship. But Texas won, and they've won the last three years. Yeah. 
no matter what what happens. I I talk to the swimmers sometimes, and it's like, yeah, it, it, Texas. They're going to win, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is in Cal swimming. and Indiana with other two teams that finished ahead of us. And Florida, which was basically just uh, Dressel, mm-hmm. finished uh, right behind us at fifth. I mean, I don't know if they had any other swimmers that were um, really close to him. He just won so many events. They had to finish up there. Yeah. And Vizayas yeah. individually was one of the top point scorers at the, uh, at the championships. I think he was in the top five. He had like 53 points just himself. And, and that's not counting the relay that he was on. I think it does count the relay. I'm does not it count sure. the relay? Yes. Okay. Because he, he was, on, was he on both relay teams, or he was just on the 800? He was on the uh, 800 freestyle relay. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then Stewart was on one of the other relays. Yeah, Coleman Stewart was so on the So we have a couple of guys that will get uh, two rings. And you also mm-hmm. get a little mini championship trophy. Like, it looks almost exactly like the ones that you see the basketball teams holding up, except it's maybe a foot tall. So it's really, really kind of cool. Huh. And way more convenient to set on your desk. Yeah. Like, in your <laughs> you just job set a championship college. on your desk, yeah. Yeah, I, I swim. Also worth noting, uh, James Brady finished 22nd on the platform diving, and he earned a top 20 finish on the three-meter diving. He posted a score of 364 points. Again, he was the, only, he was the diver that qualified, so a good showing for him. And, the, again, the diving program is on its way up. So congratulations on the men and women swimming and diving. They both had fantastic years, and I know we've both enjoyed – covering their success on this show. And oh, absolutely. I doubt you as a listener are going to hear about it anywhere else other than right here on Packers Life Sports Show. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter at Packers Life NCSU. And uh, yeah. also, if you go, you can listen on WKNC. And also, I think my mom listens on the TuneIn app. So if you didn't know you could do that, if like you're not near a radio. And you're yeah, just, you can always tune in online and yeah, listen. And the mm-hmm. TuneIn app on your phone. So anyway, that was swimming. Gymnastics is what we're going to talk about next, and they won a conference championship. So we're just opening the show today talking about championships. Yeah. Uh, First time in five years, actually since 2013, that we have won the EAGL or Eagle uh, Conference Championship. We posted a score of 196.625, and that was on Saturday. We finished first. Yeah. Um, in the of the four events, we only won one because there was I think there's six teams in the conference or eight, and we won one of them. But UNC actually won two. UNC won the vault and the floor, but what killed them was their beam. We won beam, and we had over 49 out of a, be, a top score of 50. We had over 49 in every single category, and that's why we won. UNC mm-hmm. beat us in the vault and the floor, but they had 47. In in forty seven point seven seven five, if I remember correctly, yeah, in the uh, the beam, so that's where it really hurt them. And so. those those few points are a lot of difference. Like yeah. if you know anything know about gymnastics, multiply it by a thousand just to take the decimals out. Like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really petty. It, it's like, oh, they lost by a, a one eighth of a point, and then a, a gymnast hears that, it's like, wow, that's actually a large margin, and. Everyone else, it's like, no, that's that's really close, sounds like. Chelsea Knight, she did win the all-around title with a score of 39.425. Drew Grantham tied for a share of the vault title with a 9.900. So to recap the meet on bars, Chelsea Knight, uh, she finished third for the NC State with a 9.875. Lauren Kent uh, took seventh, and Caitlin Fillard uh, finished 15th for NC State to have that score of over 49 on the vault, on the bars. Yes. On the Beeb, NC State earned a score of 49.1. Chelsea Knight finished third with a score of 9.9. Nicole Wild tied for fourth. Alexis Buchler and Drew Grantham both tied for 11th. And again, the Beam was our, we were the top scorers in mm-hmm. Beam in the event. On the floor, Alexa Phillips, uh, she tied for fifth with a 9.9. 
while Mackenzie Itkush tied for eighth and Drew Grantham tied for 12th. And uh, that was NC State on the floor. In the vault, we posted a score of 49.225. NC State led by Drew Grantham. She tied for first with a score of 9.9. Alexa Phillips and Chelsea Knight tied for fourth with scores of 9.85. So half of a point selected like was the separation between first and tied for fourth. So that's how gymnastics works mm-hmm. with their, their point system or whatever. We got selected to compete in one of the women's gymnastics regional championships. And we are hosting the regional inside Reynolds Coliseum. That's on April 7th at 4 p.m. That's a Saturday. So other teams in the region are going to be, oh boy, number two LSU, which we've already lost to this year, number 11 Nebraska, number 14 Oregon State, and number 19 George Washington, and then Maryland. Yes. And this is not a panel's ranking. This is your score going into this. What you scored at your conference championship. And so... Of the six teams that I just counted, that's definitely six. Yeah. Gymnastics. NC State is going to be lower than everyone else there. Mm-hmm. Gymnastics, yeah. They're the most, it's the most objective, subjective sport. Yeah. Because, like, swimming, it's literally just a clock. Track, yeah. literally just a clock. Throwing, literally, like, a tape Distance. measure. Yeah. Yes. And then, like, the judges, um, while they try to be systematic and objective about it, they can still be a little subjective. Same with figure skating. Yeah, same with figure skating. But uh, it, it's still like a concrete ranking. Like, there is no argument once you get the scores. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't really protest. So, NC State is fifth out of six teams in their region, but they are hosting it because they won their conference, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. And the way that works, there's six regionals across the country, and you have to finish in the top two in your region to move on to the national championships which are going to be held in St. Louis on April 20th and 21st. Yes. So we're going to have to upset Nebraska, Oregon, and George Washington, which are, well, they're not in the top five. So we can still lose to LSU and still make the national championships. Exactly. And we are hosting it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give that crowd in Reynolds a little bit of credit, and we're just going to cross our fingers here, hoping that the ladies can make it to the NCAA championships. And even if they don't, they won the conference championship under – First-year coach Kim Landris, first year on the job, wins a conference championship, and we could be qualified for the national championship. Mm-hmm. So as this season winds down, again, another fantastic year for NC State athletics and mm-hmm. everything except for, well, we had a really good year in football, and this men's basketball, we did have a good year. We had a solid year, yeah. A little yeah. disappointing. Three number nine seeds won, and we were the only one that lost. Two yeah. number nine seeds made it to the Elite Eight, and we weren't one of them. One was almost in the final. I mean, Kansas State almost made it to the Final Four. I'm so glad that Loyola made it. But we're going to talk about that later in the show. Um, Also worth noting about the gymnastics, even as a team, um, that we may not have the greatest odds to move on. The two top two all-around competitors, along with event winners from each regional, will also get to go. Just and compete mm-hmm. on an individual level if their team doesn't get to go. So yeah. you might see someone like Chelsea Knight or, or Drew Kate, Grantham. Yeah, or yeah. Caitlin Fillard, mm-hmm. one of those uh, girls, uh, be able to compete at the national level. So moving on, we our tennis season has been going for a good while. Um, men's tennis started out really great. Women's tennis has started out a little bit slower, but they're bouncing back a little bit. Ranked number 42 in the country, going into a top seven, top six team in Georgia Tech. Yeah, we lost 6-1. It dropped us to 9-10 and 10 on the year, but we have had a tough schedule. Yeah. 2-4 uh, and four in the ACC, which is one of the better conferences for tennis. We did get a win over a ranked opponent by uh, freshman Taylor Bridges, but that was our only win yeah. of the match, and it dropped our ranking to number 46. So up next for women's tennis, uh, we're going to go to Clemson on March 30th. 
and that's 10 a.m., followed by a game uh, match against Virginia Tech that day. Uh, match it the next day at 2 p.m. That's for women's tennis. That's going to be at Clemson. Men's tennis, however, uh, ranked in the top 25. Number 23, we went to number 20. A lot of numbers there. FSU and lost uh, 4-0 last week. We are 11-4 and on the season, 1-3 and in the ACC. Uh, Florida State only one loss on the year. so um, They're going to yeah. be shooting up the rankings. They're going to be shooting up in the rankings, and no doubt. And 11-4 is a really good stop, start, but we did start 9-0. and So yes. we're on a little bit of a slide for the men's tennis team, and that didn't stop. We went to Miami and was a really close match, but we did lose 4-3. to Yeah, um, we lost... Yeah, to move our record to eleven and five, Miami improved to nine and seven, so clearly an upset. But uh, you know, we'll look for them to get back to their winning ways in the future. Yeah, and they certainly will. All right, so some other non-revenue sports. Uh, golf season started back up again. I just love spring. Spring's amazing. Oh, yes. The most exciting sport of all. Well, I mean, no, I love golf. I it's do just like not golf. exciting. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I enjoy watching it. If you know, if there's not basketball on, but yeah. <laughs> we do have some good golf programs here at NC State. Oh, terrific for the women's golf. Uh, we had a golfer win the conference player of the month. Yeah, Laura Kowal. She was uh, named ACC golfer of the month for February. Uh, she finished with a 74.5 scoring average. That's two and a half over. For those of you who actually know anything about golf. Um, LSU Tiger Classic, NC State had a strong showing. They finished tied for third out of the 12 teams that competed. Yeah, uh, the teams competing, LSU hosted it, and they LSU. won. And uh, Houston finished second. And we tied with UVA for uh, third overall. So UVA is doing better in the women's golf than they are in basketball. But um, some of the results from that, uh, from that uh, tournament. India Clyburn, she finished uh, tied for 12th with a three-day score of 227. Naomi Coe. 15th to 30. Cecily Overbay tied for 16th with Monica Hartle, also on NC State Sports at 231. Mem Sankapong tied for 25th, and Laura Kabul tied for 31st. All right, that's for the women's golf. The men's golf, we on the we were competing in the Hootie Intercollegiate is the name of uh, that particular tournament. Yeah, not the band Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie Intercollegiate. <laughs> that was a good band. Anyway. Terrific, man. I love Darius Rucker. Oh, man. He's the best. On the last day of it, we did shoot a season-low 274 as a team, and that was good for that particular day. Yeah. 14 Season-low is good. Yes. Again, for those of you who don't know golf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't think season about that. Season-low is good. 14 under par. Good enough for an eighth-place finish in the competition, though. Yeah, and four of our uh, five competitors uh, shot the low rounds of the tournament on that day. So if everyone's having a good day in golf, it's a good day for the team. Absolutely. Uh, junior Benjamin Ship, that's a good name, had his third top <laughs> ten finish of the season for NC State men's golf. Yeah, he was our top finisher. Finished with a three-day score of 212, which is four under par on the tournament. Stephen Franken tied for 14th. Harrison Rhodes, 26th. Easton Paxson tied for 42nd. And Nolan Mills Jr. at 70th. Up next for men's golf, they will return to action on Friday, April 13th, and they will begin play at the Stitch Intercollegiate at McGregor Downs, and that's over in Cary, North Carolina. A little note about wrestling. Uh, we just talked about them a lot last week because they had a fantastic year. Uh, Coach Pat Papalizio won the Na uh, ACC Coach of the Year, and our national champion, Michael Machiavello, was named ACC Wrestler of the Year. No surprise there. Go Pack, baby.
And since normally for the show, you're used to us going through all the non-revenue sports, taking a break, coming out and talking about the revenue sports, men's basketball or football, but those aren't in season. So we're going to leave you guys hanging. We're going to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about softball. And we're going to talk about a really good season for women's basketball when we come back. But I've been waiting for today for a few weeks because a band that I follow named Winchop, and that is uh, part of the band is an uh, uh, NC State graduate. Gus, and uh, he is in the band with his, one of his friends from high school, uh, Wilson, and they are a really good band, and you should look them up on Spotify and listen to their music, and they just dropped an album today. This is brand new music. You'll have never heard it anywhere else except for right here on 88.1 WKNC. This is a little song I picked off that album called Three to Four off of their new album, Look Who's One by Winshop, 88.1 WKNC. Live Sports Show, WKNC 88.1, Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. That is 3 to 4 by Winchop that you just heard. But on their brand new album, Look Who's One. So I encourage you to go on Spotify and listen to that. A lot of numbers in there. Yeah. Well, that's the only <laughs> song on the album that has the numbers, but I liked that one in particular, so that's what we played that for was you nice. today. Got a good bass line. We got another song later John picked out, so oh, yeah. you guys have to go vote and uh, uh, get the judges. How are they going to vote? I don't know. We're taking a survey class, and you're not even thinking about this. I just want people to go vote. Go vote now. Okay. Anyway, so we got softball right now, 19 and 13 on the year, 3 and 5 within the conference. Yeah, we split our pair of games on Friday at the Homewood Suites Challenge. Uh, we ran, ruled uh, Niagara 9 to 1 in five innings, but we did drop a 2-1 decision against Marist in the night. Cap. I think that that was a mercy rule. In the five innings versus Niagara. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what run ruling is. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, so we beat... Ma- ran ruled is the, the weird, awkward past tense version of run ruling. <laughs> wow. Ran ruled. Am I right? Yeah. I know you're pretty excited for the MLB baseball uh, season. Oh, yeah, dude. Huge Cubs Cubs fan. were ranked uh, sixth in the power rankings to we start can talk the year. About that Opening day tomorrow. Four games here. Okay, all we'll right. We'll talk about it the, uh, towards the end we'll of the We'll talk about it, yeah. Right now, it's about softball, and uh, the second day of that uh, Hilton... RDU RTP challenge. We uh, beat. We swept it. We beat Kennesaw State four to three, and then we beat Niagara again, nine to seven. So I like. I like playing Niagara from yeah. at this point. Yeah, we all, we did lose to Kennesaw State eight to two, but then we beat USC Upstate two to one to bring our road trip to a three and two record, about mirroring pretty much what we've done on the season. So yeah, far. nineteen and thirteen and three and five in the conference. In contrast, and. I think the the softball's having a good year, but they could be having a better one, and I think they will. I think they will. I think I, yeah, I think back. they will too. In baseball, we are off to a historic start. We are off to the best start since 2003, and Elliot Avent was still our coach because mm-hmm. like he's awesome. Yeah, we are 21 and four and ranked number six in the country, ladies and gentlemen. But oh, how yeah. did we get there? Well, we're about to find out. Yeah, we had a double header against Georgia Tech. Uh, the top two offenses in the ACC. We lost game one, thirteen to four. As you can tell, Georgia Tech pretty solid on the bats. Uh, one game two, six to two. In game one, uh, Georgia Tech really jumped on top of us, 
in the first inning, they scored six runs, and we weren't really able to bounce back from that. We did um, have a shutout in the seventh inning and scored three runs in the ninth to kind of get some momentum going into the second game, which we did, of course, win. Yeah, we scored five of our six runs in the fifth inning. It's the 14th time this season that we have tallied an inning of four or more runs. Dylan Cooper started that, of course, with a leadoff single. Josh McClain with an infield hit. And then Brett Kinneman actually surprised the defense with a bunt single uh, to drive in Dylan Cooper. And for those of you who weren't listening to the show the last few shows we've done, Brent Kinneman is a beast, and he leads the nation in home runs, and he's also in the top three in like hits and RBIs. I think he's third in RBI, yeah. yeah. He's mm-hmm. an amazing baseball player. He's a slugger, man. That's yeah, all he's doing. Once yeah. classes and because I'm going to stay here during the summer and mm-hmm. work, I'm going to try to get to some baseball games. Cause oh, yeah. There's really nothing like summer and baseball games. There really isn't, honestly. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wish I lived in Chicago so I could go to some Cubs <laughs> games, but I might drive down to Atlanta sometime. All right, and uh, to get back with this game, Will Wilson uh, drove in the first run of the game on a fielder's choice to the shortstop. And uh, uh, Georgia Tech, um, he didn't. He prevented a double play on the play, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Evan Edwards, uh, he followed with an RBI single. Patrick Bailey's uh, got an RBI with a sacrifice fly fielder's choice that pushed our lead to three to zero. Uh, Shane Shepard, he stepped to the plate next, and he hit his fourth home run of the season, a two run blast that put us up five nothing. Georgia Tech did end our shutout bid in the eighth with a pair of runs, but Joe O'Donnell ended with a runner on first, and he struck out the batter looking to escape the jam. Yeah, he also leads the ACC in saves as well. And he actually, he has, um, what's the guy on the Mets that has the hair? Uh, Noah Syndergaard. He looks like that. He has the yeah, Noah Syndergaard Yeah, yeah, hair. he's got the Syndergaard look for sure. Which is a good look for baseball players, honestly. Wilson, he got the, I mean, Will Wilson, he got ACC Player of the Week. He reached base safely in both games. 38 games in a row dating back to last season that he has gotten on base. Each batter in NC State in the NC State lineup had at least one hit in the game, uh, one or two of the doubleheader, and uh, Bailey was the only Wolfpack player in Game 2. Game 3, we played Georgia Tech again, so after losing the first game, we won Game 2, and we have not lost an ACC series to date at this point in the year, but what happened with Game 3? Well, we were down 5 nothing, and we had a terrific comeback. Uh, nine to six was the final score. We clinched the series. We scored f- nine unanswered runs to take control of the game. Wow! And again, that's the fifteenth time that we uh, we scored five of those or six of those was in um one inning. And so that's the fifteenth uh, time this year that we yeah have it was all scored. in the ninth inning. Yeah, that yeah. We've scored mm-hmm. uh, four or more runs in an inning. So when you're playing NC State baseball, runs come in bunches and they come in a lot of them. Yes. Yeah, After singles sure. um, from Josh McClain and Brett Kinneman, uh, Evan Edwards stepped to the plate, and he had a three-run home run to get the Wolfpack on the scoreboard after they were down 5-0 to zero to cut the lead to 5-3. Dylan Cooper was the batter with the go-ahead. He had a double. He drove in two runs. Uh, pinch runners Terrell Tatum and Lawson McArthur. They scored from second and first, meaning that it probably could have been a triple mm-hmm. if there weren't two runners going on base. That made it 6-5. And uh, from then on out, eight yeah. eight of our runs were scored with two outs. Yeah, and Brett Kenneman also had a home run, a two run home run in that stretch to again extend his NCAA lead in home runs. Right now, the count is at twelve. On the mound, Brian Brown started for the Wolfpack, and he had a strong performance with a six innings pitch, and he did not allow an earned run to go along with three strikeouts. And he actually leads the ACC in ERA at point four eight. 
on the year. Yeah, that's a pretty ridiculous number, honestly. And it helps when you got a good bullpen coming in. Nolan Clenny relieved him. He faced two batters. He handed the ball to Kleiman, who threw 2.1 innings, three strikeouts, just one earned run. He earned the win. Yeah, and NC State, again, leads the ACC in home runs and a lot of other offensive statistics, as well as scoring. And then you have a pitcher like Brian Brown that, you know, has – Half a run, earned run. He also leads ACC, so both facets of the game, offense and defense, we are playing very, very well right now. Yes, and we continued that against George Mason in a 3-2 to two win. We fell behind 1-0, actually, but we scored all three of our runs in the third inning and never looked back. Hey, look at that. We scored a lot of runs all in one inning. Yeah. NC State kind of gets that momentum It's an avalanche. Going. It's yeah. an avalanche is what it is. That's a really good metaphor. So, yeah. got the win over George Mason. Um Will Wilson actually re- he reached base again. So right now, just we're going to keep you updated here on the show. He's reached base in forty straight games, yes, dating back to last season, which is really really impressive. Yeah, Nick Swiney, he's a freshman. He earned the win on the mound. He's now three and zero on the season. Redshirt senior Joe O'Donnell, he shut the door in the ninth. That was his fifth save of the season. We're now twenty one and four. Best start since 2003. Yeah, a lot of our pitchers are going to be undefeated. We're, we're 21 and 4. Yeah, this yeah, team yeah. I mean, it's clicking yeah. on all cylinders. Not to take away from their accomplishments. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. It's but, a team game. But yeah. We're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're playing very well. NC State, uh, we're going to return to action and we're going to Blacksburg, Virginia for a three game series at Virginia Tech. Yeah, and that's going to be played Thursday through Saturday rather than Friday through Sunday because it's Easter. Thursday's game set for 4 p.m. tomorrow. You can tune in right here on 88.1 yeah. if you want to listen to the game. All the baseball games are on 88.1, even even when they run uh, during during this show. That's why yes. if you ever tune in and we're not on, it's either because both of us are sicker or dying yes. or it's a baseball game. Likely. <laughs> Four more, uh, more likely than the latter. But Yeah, that was baseball. Finally, we're getting to... To a great, a great, great topic, women's basketball. The end of basketball season's upon us. Yeah. Or college basketball, at least. Yeah. NBA starting to echo. But the women's team did not get eliminated in the first round. They got all the way to the Sweet 16, and they lost to the number two overall seed in the field, Mississippi State. And it was a really good year. Yeah. Mississippi State is the last team to beat UConn. They only won... Lost one game all year, and we only we lost seventy-one to fifty-seven. So the fact that we weren't blown out by thirty or thirty or more points is a really good accomplishment for this team. Yeah, we were hanging with them in the first half, even though we weren't shooting well. I think it was twenty-five to twenty. I know we were down five at halftime, but Mississippi State kind of went on a run in the yeah. third quarter, and they um, went to lead by as much as seventeen points, and they were shooting sixty-two percent. Yeah, in contrast, our shooting like twenty-eight percent in the quarter, and we also were held scoreless for almost four minutes during that time. So that's kind of when the game got away from us. So heading into the fourth quarter, we were down 17 points. We outscored them by three in the fourth, but still, at that point, the game was pretty much decided. Yeah. Anyways, though, our first season with 26 wins since uh, the 90-91 campaign when we went 27-6. and And that year, we went to the Elite Eight. So good things in store for NC State women's basketball. We are saying goodbye to a couple of seniors, but again, mm-hmm. the program had, the team had a lot of balance this year, and we we're not going to be hurting for scoring. Uh, next year. Yeah, Aislinn Koenig, she set a program record for made three-pointers in a season. She knocked down 91 threes in a season. That's a lot of threes. That is like three a game. That's like three a game. Or a little under three a game. It's ridiculous when you think about it. To keep that up for a whole year. Think about how many 
uh, pro NBA players have gotten 200 in a season. But then you think about that they play 82 games a year. Oh yeah, she's like on the pace of she's a little she's like on the pace of Clay Thompson for how wow. many threes per game she makes. Yeah, because we only what? Yeah, we only we don't or need like Kimball Walker. Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. Kimball Walker has a Hornets record for most threes, by the way. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, he's a good player. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we did also edge the Bulldogs in rebounding. Again, not a surprise there. We out rebounded our opponents in twenty nine of our thirty five games this year. Yeah. And uh, we were one of the better rebounding teams in the nation. But it kind of caught up to us. Our offense sometimes got off to a slow start, and that's kind of what did us in versus this game. Again, this is versus a really, really good team who beat UConn last year. And if you follow women's basketball at all, you know nobody beats UConn at all. UConn had a recruit at the McDonald's All-American game that dunked. I don't yeah. know if you guys— She dunked easy, too. I know. It wasn't she even dunked close. dunked easy. Yeah, I mean, she barely— she didn't even have to get out that much. I think what she's like six ten, but still she dunked easy. It's scary. Is she six ten? I think she's six ten. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like Brittany Griner height. That's pretty tall. Yeah. I could dunk when I was like at one hundred sixty five pounds, but now I'm at one ninety and I cannot dunk. I dunked once, but it was a rim rattler, and then I don't really count it. You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those like ooh, I got up on adrenaline one time and I like. Kind of threw it in, got lucky. But. See, I, I was smart enough to get video evidence before I uh, had Patella. Yeah, that, except so. for the fact that the phone's on the ground, and it's like a home hoop, so you can't tell if it's actually 10 feet. It is 10 feet, though. You can see but the But why is goal. the phone on the ground? Because you can't. I can't, didn't have anyone to hold it. I, I played basketball for hours by myself okay. in my yard. Okay, okay. It's okay, fine. I'm going to have to dunk now, just... Just to show you, John. We do say goodbye uh, to some very good seniors in this women's basketball team. Akella Mays, she goes out with 461 career points, 293 rebounds, 88 games played. Chelsea Nelson, 1,173 career points, 794 rebounds, 128 games played, which ranks her tied for ninth in games played in program history, 11th in free throws made, and 11th in rebounds collected. So again, congratulations to NC State wrestling, men's and women's swimming and diving, men's and women's basketball, football, all of that you heard covered right here on Packers Life Sports Show. And only they, on Packers Life. Not only. Well, some of them only Mostly on Packers Life Sports Show. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I can say it was my pleasure to bring that to you guys, and we're going to still talk about baseball and softball and golf and tennis. Oh, yeah. And outdoor uh, track and field is starting up, I think, next week, the season, because the indoor season just ended. So outdoor is starting back up. So we're going to talk about that right here. Mm-hmm. But we are going to take another break. Yes. And this was a, a song picked by John. And, again, you don't have to hear advertisements because WKNC is awesome. So you just get to hear music yeah. and then an awesome sports show. Yeah, this is Born Yesterday by Colorado. This song will take you back, and I can't even explain why. All righty. Well, let's hear it. Benjamin Denton, John Hinton, Packers Live Sports Show on 88.1 WKNC. That was Born Yesterday by Colorado. That was picked out by your boy, John. Yeah, Johnny Jump Shot. So it, Johnny East. So it, it takes you back, even though you haven't heard it. That's yeah, what you told I don't, me. I don't know. It just, it just has that feeling. You know what I mean? 
Like it's it's not like a super popular song, although it's it's I mean it's decently well known. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of a lot of different songs that I can't even think of that I listened to when I was a kid Maybe or like a middle schooler. All the music you listen to, John, sounds the same, and your taste is terrible. Mm. That's not true. I will never give people uh, flack for their music taste because music is very subjective, and also I have very very questionable taste myself. Yes, you do. Yes. Thank you, John. That's Thank all. you for that support. <laughs> Speaking of music, and we were just talking about baseball, and we have a little bit of time today because yeah. we don't have as much to talk about. I got a question. All right. We were just talking Shoot. about baseball. Yeah. If you played baseball yeah. in the MLB, what would your walk-up song be? Oh, wow. This is a good question. I know. Oh, I man. I had, oh, man. I was talking about this with my friend Christian the other day, and I was having trouble thinking of it. And his is, his is Party Like a rock star, which is like, yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> but, okay. um Oh man, I'm trying to think. I'm. Oh man, what comes to my mind? For I think me, I would do "Cocky" by ASAP Rocky. I don't know that song, but I yeah. probably should. Again, yeah, me and my questionable music taste. There's either, a. I, w- I would either do that or "Hammer Time" by Lecrae because that's, <laughs> that's like, a good one. yeah, that's nice. That's <laughs> "Hammer Time." You know, you're about to hit a home run. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, and then you'd get uh, hit by a pitch for being too arrogant. Not nah, following. Dude, you get hit by the pitch because you, you catch it and then throw it back at the pitcher. Then you get your base. That's the best way to do it. Has, has that ever happened? I've seen it. Not in the pros, but like yeah, I, I've seen it in, in high school before. Where errant pitch and then the, the batter will like catch it with his left hand if he's a right-handed hitter. Throw it right back to the, throw it right back to the pitcher. And it's like hmm. pretty epic because you still get your base. I would like to see that. I'm going to have to look that up on YouTube. Yeah. But since you asked, my walk-up song. <laughs> I was going to ask you, and you just started talking. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even think about it before I asked you, but I'd probably go with Swing by Trace Atkins. Okay. I, I that's, like Trace that's Atkins. That's pretty solid. Swing. I it's mean, a baseball song. The yeah. music video is hilarious. But yeah. I, I really liked his music a oh, lot. Oh, no, no, like, no. My walk-on my walk song would be Rocky Like a Hurricane. Okay. I've known this for years. How did I not? Yeah, it'd be Rocky Like a Hurricane by the Scorpions. It's incorrect. Your music, your taste in music is terrible, John. Yeah, okay. All right. That's like that's like the hypest rock song ever, though. No, like, Bad to the Bone. No. That would be mine. No, I no. Just Rocky Like, okay. Bad to but the Bone. Rocky Like a Hurricane is the hypest rock song ever. Uh, no, Bad to the Bone, Cat mm. Scratch Fever. Back in Black. Again, I don't know a lot of music, John. You don't I'm know just, ACDC? I know the band, but black. I can't. If you name names oh of songs, gosh. I won't know. All right. Mm. Dang it. I shouldn't have brought mm. up music on the show. Yeah. I, mean, I grew up listening to like <laughs> Christian music. So, like, well, yeah, I did too. Yeah. But I, like it was exclusively that. So yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't really have internet access when I was growing up because of where I lived. There's no service. That's just, fair. That's I fair. only listened to the radio. But now you have no excuse. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Yeah. But my, my song would be Bad to the Bone. Just... That's re- a good choice, though. That's a good choice. To recap this absolutely pointless question that I asked. <laughs> but there's some real stuff going on. The Final Four, which is honestly, I don't know, I know it's yours too, one of my favorite just events in sports yes. ever. Yeah, I mean, it really is uh, one of the best like things in sports. I really don't know if I would rank it above the NBA Finals because I am oh, a huge oh, NBA a Finals one. fan. That is a tough one. I probably would. Just because when you get stories like this year with Sister Jean maybe winning it all. She's not going to win it all. Loyola's going to win it all. I know. Sounded I know. like ESPN over here. Uh, I don't know. I Can you name like one a... player? Oh, uh, there's uh, Custer. Clayton, can you name two? Custer. Ben Richardson. Okay, can you name three? Uh, there's 
I, I don't if you know can't the name three players on the team, but you can name. I watched them, and so I know all of them. Yeah, uh, there's a. I'm saying ESPN. They they like they try to get you to like buy into the hype, you know, like the the viral thing. Well, it's like, a product. They got to get you to exactly, watch exactly, which is why the games are rigged. No, I'm just kidding. They're not rigged. Obviously, UMBC wouldn't have beaten Virginia. That it would have awesome. been it would have been Duke losing. That's, because, a, that's another question. What's what's been your favorite moment from this tournament to date? Has oh, it been the UMBC win? Has it been Loyola's run? The Michigan buzzer beater oh, over Houston. Yeah, it was sick. Jordan Peele. And so uh, I have Poole. to say about it. yeah, it Jordan Poole. It was okay. Jordan Poole. It's almost and Jordan I mean, Peele. Like, uh, won an Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. Very good movie. But the um the guy for was it? It was something gray for Houston. He had like thirty nine points. That that whole game. Was just awesome, and then Michigan Jordan Poole he pulled up from just like way out and drained it. Oh my goodness, I got so high. That's my favorite moment of the tournament. What's yours? I would have to say Loyola of Chicago, not just the bandwagon. Which I mean, which game though? Which moment is the best? Just uh, I think the first one, their first buzzer beater versus Miami. That's pretty sweet. I was watching that one yeah. in tally because that went on while NC State was playing, and that was that was really awesome. And I just like this team. Like I think we talked about this last week. Like their point guard Custer. And yeah. Richardson have played together since they were in third and fourth grade, so it's it's just a great story overall. Yeah, I happen to know a little bit about the the history of like the championship, so I knew Loyola had won in '63. Yeah, and th- that team was the first team to break the quote gentleman's rule that you couldn't have multiple black players on the floor. Yeah, yeah, and They're, that yeah, team very progressive. was like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that, and they won the NCAA championship. And a lot of teams sometimes it was in the time when. They uh some teams would refuse to play you for something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And a little tiny co- Catholic college in Chicago was uh doing something like that. That was really awesome. Yeah, that that is really cool. Yeah. I mean it's... Plus they had a huge upset because Cincinnati had won it the last two years and mm-hmm. was undefeated. Did you know that Loyola has the best win percentage in the tournament ever? I saw that on ever. uh on CBS. It's I mean Beating thirteen of four. Yeah, beating out Duke, which, to be fair, I was Duke surprised. has been in it for the past 25 years. Yeah, but I was but just still. surprised that Duke was that high up. I mean, I would really? assume it was teams that don't play in it that much no, that Coach would have the been to, percentage. Coach K's been to what? I think not 10 Final Fours? I thought it was 12. 12? It might be 12. Something like that. A lot of Final Fours. He went to a lot more at the early part of his career, but almost this year. Yeah, but early 90s, Grayson Duke can't had... hit a clutch shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Grayson, yeah. That made me happy. Score predictions for Villanova and Kansas, the top, the the two one seeds. That's going to be a really good game. I think that's going to probably go into the early 80s, kind of what you saw last year. Who do you think is going to win, though? Oh, Villanova. Okay. I had Kansas losing the first game to a 16 seed. Yeah, I, said, I know. This is a year 16 is going to do it, and I just picked the wrong one. Also, I have Virginia winning, like, in the championship game. So, if I just reverse those two teams, my bracket... Would have looked not as Actually, bad. Yeah, that's pretty true. Yeah. I think Kansas is going to win this. I really the do. The whole thing. No, oh. I think Kansas is going to win this game okay. against Villanova. So I you're, think. So you think it's going to be Michigan and Kansas? Michigan and Kansas. Michigan's going to win. Hmm. When you look at okay, I'd look be at, happy with that. Look I think, at, yeah. I like all the teams that are in the final. It just yeah, I, I don't really dislike. I don't anybody. have a dislike for Kansas, but I don't really like them. Everybody's so. going to be pulling for Loyola though. Oh, yeah. yeah. And me included. That yeah. team is super fun to watch, plus See, they're an 11 seed. I've been saying Michigan's going to win since February, and I put money on them. Oh, really? Yeah. And if they win, I get some. I get a good amount of money. From your friends? From my, Yeah, from my friends. But yeah, okay. It's still we should just clarify pool. there. Yeah, no, I, no, it wasn't sports betting. But, um, but 
I mean, yeah, I, 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 I've been saying Michigan's going to win for a long time. I have no reason to back down. They're playing fundamental basketball. They're playing the same way that Loyola does, except they're blowing out teams like Texas A&M. And, and Lo- a- Loyola's blowing out teams like Kansas State. Well, Kansas State had beat Kentucky. Yeah, and Kentucky starts five freshmen. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't like Kentucky anymore. Uh, they're just, they always get the best players. Fair in weather. It, well, it's very irritating to me because NC State could take one of those guys like we yeah. would din, w- did with Dennis Smith, and like he's going to be a lottery pick. And why, if you're a top recruit, why are you going to Kentucky like to be the seventh guy in the rotation? Although Devin Booker is now doing well, and that's what he did at Kentucky. So anyway, I think Loyola is going to win and Villanova, and I think Loyola is going <laughs> to beat Villanova for one of the best moments in the history of the tournament. Especially if it's a close game. If it's a Loyola versus a number one seed Villanova who's been in the championship game. well, they Two went, years ago. They won two years ago. Two years ago. It was UNC that's been in the last two. Yeah. And Did Loyola make it to the Final Four last year? Loyola? Not, not Loyola. Villanova. Is no, they lost say. in the second round. Okay. Yeah, third, round of 32. They already have one of the best moments in NCAA history with Chris oh, yeah. Jenkins. And yeah. Defeating if the Tar Heels. A Clayton Custer hit a game-winning shot versus Villanova. That's going to be the best tournament in you remember the history when, of this tournament. You remember when Gordon Hayward missed the half quarter against I do. Duke? I what do. if that happens, but he makes it Loyola versus like Kansas for Villanova? Oh, if you're saying yeah. if Loyola does that, it, again. I mean, even if it comes that close, that's still going to be one of the best moments ever because it's literally like at the buzzer, shots in the air. Yeah, if Hayward had made that, that would have been hands down the best moment in just the history no, of basketball. No, the best moment will always be either Christian Leitner's shot or Lorenzo Charles dunk at the buzzer. I'm, all right, I'm going to say the Lorenzo Charles dunk because I'm a state fan, but I would. Well, I, if Hayward had made that buzzer beating half court shot, that is better oh, yeah, than what that, Leitner that did. Would, yeah, absolutely, that would have been that's better. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, that's, that's fair. Saying. That's fair to say. To date, no, it's not the best. I, I'd still go with 83 because, like, it's eight, this is NC State, man. 83 or 90, man. It, I mean, I, Leitner's shot is just Wasn't iconic. Wasn't that in 91? Was it, was it 91? I think yeah, it was 90. Duke won in 91, 92, and 94. No, they didn't win in 94. 91, 92. It was 90-91. Yeah, you're right. It, it was 90-91 because they didn't win that year. They went to the Final Four, but they did beat Kentucky in the Elite Eight on a buzzer beater. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Kentucky was like, you know, Adolf Rupp, top program ever, pretty much. He wasn't much. still there at that time. Was he? No, he was in the sure. 40s. Oh, no, it was Rick Pitino. Yeah. Was no. Rick, good Adolf old, Rupp was... Good uh, old Rick. <laughs> Adolf Rupp won uh, three Rick. championships. Uh. In the late uh, 40s and 50s, and then he won another. He won. That's four. right. He was. Yeah, I, I got him mixed Kentucky up. Kentucky has eight. Yeah, I got mixed up. Yeah, I got went, eight. Rupp yeah. won four, I think. Yeah. So anyway, you say Loyola. Loyola over. Villanova. I say Michigan over Kansas. Over Kansas. All okay. right. We'll, we'll see, see who's right. Anyway, NBA. Yeah. Playoffs are getting closer. The Steph's actually going to miss the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I saw. Sorry that. to interrupt you there, but I just. Yeah, I mean, Go ahead. the Warriors are all injured. Yeah, they really are. They are really. I don't know if they just gave up and are resting their players or if they're actually Could injured. Be. I think Steph's actually injured, and I think it's... Maybe KD's just sitting out to see who wins it and so he can go on that team. I mean... Honestly, I would be disappointed <laughs> if he didn't do that. If he does, if he leaves the Warriors for whoever wins the championship, be the most savage thing in the history of it'd just... It'd be hilarious. It'd be awesome. It'd, it'd be, be amazing. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, Steph Curry out the first round of the playoffs. I could see them getting upset by the Jazz or the Pelicans. Donovan and Mitchell. I, I'm yeah. dead serious. Donovan Anthony Mitchell, Davis. Rudy Gobert, Ricky Rubio. We have never seen playoff Ricky. Playoff <laughs> Ricky is coming. <laughs> playoff Ricky. Who's your MVP right now? Ooh, I really like. I still like James Harden. 
because of the Rockets' success, not because of the numbers. I think LeBron's the best player. Harden's the most valuable player. Okay. And because Harden, LeBron's doing the most. I think LeBron but Harden, will win it just Harden, to be different. I think Harden's going to win it. I really I, do. I think it's going to come down to those two guys. It will, for sure, yeah. Yeah, and they're gonna, they talk about this on national radio all the time. But I, I hope LeBron wins it because he hasn't won it in a while. I'd like to see LeBron win it. It's been at least five years since he won it, right? He has he won it like his first he two not, years in Miami. Yeah, he hasn't won it since his second year in Miami. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's when he was won it two straight. What about yeah. your rookie of the year? I don't even have to ask this, but what's your rookie of the year? My rookie? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Because I already know what you're Donovan Mitchell. Say. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell, dude. Who who wouldn't? He had a game winner the other night. That's pretty he's cool. So, he's so good. He's one of the you best he's gonna scoring be... rookies since. Is he better than Dennis long term? Better than Dennis? Yeah. Yes. All right. I'll 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 disagree just to be contrary. Donovan has never had an ACL tear. Okay, fair enough. Donovan lands with two feet. Dennis Smith lands like Derrick Rose. Love him. Love him. NC State pride. He, he lands like Derrick Rose. It is scary. He goes up for a dunk, and you're like, oh, my goodness. And then he lands on one foot coming down. And it's like it's the swaggy landing. You know what I mean? It's like it's cool, but it's so easy to get hurt. And okay. D. Rose did it twice during his career, and it never helped him. And I, I want to see Dennis change his landing. Bef- I mean, And that sounds like really, really critical. But I want to see him change his landing before I can say how high his ceiling is going to be in the NBA. Fair enough. It's fair scary. Enough. It's scary. Yeah. I had not actually thought about that. Yeah. That's that's a that's some good analysis, John. Thank you. You sound like you know your stuff. Thank you. I think I do. Well, <laughs> as we wind down towards the end of the program, I think that we could we would do it injustice if we didn't talk about the greatest comeback in the history of intramural sports. Of basketball. Okay. Not intramural <laughs> sports, just the history of basketball. Yeah. The Tide Pods. Uh that's uh John's and I's intramural team. Yeah, and I'm the captain. I think it's funny. We're I talking am, I'm about the him. captain now. But <laughs> no, <laughs> we were what? down 18 with um, eight minutes to go. Was yeah, it seven ish? Seven ish yeah. minutes. Running clock. 48 to 30. We came back and won 58 to 50. So we went on a 28 to two. 28 to two run. And this was against. We had six players. The other team had 10. So yeah. we were tired. And they were talking mad trash. Yes, the entire game. Yeah, like, their whole bench was exploding over every little thing. So it felt really good. Yeah, to come back like that was, that was one of my favorite things just ever any sporting experience I've ever done. Even though for a good portion of that time I was the lone dude on the bench, but <laughs> it was still really fun to come well, back <laughs> from almost twenty points down in oh, the second man. half. So much fun. That was uh, yeah, it was a lot. It of was fun in the playoffs realized. too. Did yeah. I even mention that? We, we should do the intramural championship. Yeah, dude, you just like sit on the bench and broadcast the game instead of playing. <laughs> Actually, I'd be down for that. I, I would no, do that. no, no. We need you. <laughs> I would legitimately do that. Yeah, though. that'd be amazing. Yeah. We get the number one seed tonight. We lost to him in the regular season by three points. We will keep you up to date next week. Yeah, so a whole week. But yeah, uh, thanks that, for tuning in, though. Oh yes, as always. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your week to yeah. tune in and listen to us ramble. Well, also, we keep you updated. Oh, yeah. About sports. Yeah. No, we, you we guys, do that. <laughs> you guys need us. You need us. Yeah. We would, you're not going to hear about it anywhere else. Yeah. Nobody else talks about it. I'm going to do my Jim Nance voice here. I'm just kidding. It's not a Jim Nance voice, but it's more of my official announcer voice. And I'm going to say thank you for tuning in to the Pack is Life Sports Show. Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. I did that in the wrong order. John Hinton. Benjamin Denton. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Bye, y'all.